0: Welcome to our Super Inspector Training Academy podcast, Super Spotlight, where we discuss all things related to the inspection industry and bring in special guests. We're glad you're with us. Talk about uh, the life of a home inspector, how it is that uh, we got into this career, and um, what it's like living the life day to day—the kind of the vocation of a home inspector. And um, so, Donnie, I mean, you've been—you uh, are a self-proprietor, right? or when you started and then moved over, but right. what were you doing before and how did you make that
1: decision to become a home inspector? Uh, well, I was, uh, I was an auto mechanic for about 30 years. And along with that, just to make extra money, I worked with a builder, doing punch list and you know just helping them do whatever it is he needed to be done. <clears throat> and, um, and then my wife had a really bad car wreck and um, I worked from home for several years. We owned an elder care facility. And that allowed me to stay home while she recovered. Uh, but once she recovered, I decided I need to get back out in the real world, you know? Um, so I just started looking into, you know, I've been out of the automotive field long enough that technology had outpaced me. And uh, so I just started looking for a new career and uh, home inspection kept coming up and uh, kept seeing it on the internet and stuff. So I started checking into it and I signed up for um, a school to get my license. And uh, within 45 days, I was finished with the school and, and I had my license. So, wow. uh, but I staying at home, I had eight hours a day, 10 hours a day to dedicate to being on the computer. And I just knocked the classes out when took the test and got my, got my license. All right. So Scott, share with us kind of your initial decision to get into the inspection industry. Yeah, sure.
2: Um, for me, um, I actually came out of corporate. So I spent 25 years in corporate. Um, My work-life balance was I worked and everybody else got a life. Um, (laughs) So um, I decided I was going to leave corporate America and and just semi-retired. My son was a home inspector um, and uh, decided to go along with him um, to see what that was like. Um, My wife and I have been real estate investors. Um, My first home was the money pit. Mm -hmm. I've done so i I did everything from electrical to plumbing to framing the drywall the windows. I I'd done all of that.
0: So you Uh, had some experience in some so I I had some some experience
2: and I thought, okay, well if if nothing else, you know, I'd be I'd be a better investor. Right. Right. I got in there and really enjoyed the classes. I saw what, what my son was doing when I was out there and I'm like, this is very similar to what I was as a DBA where it was the same thing every day but it was different every time right um and that that attracted me um and that, that's kind of how i stepped into it i was originally planning on going sole proprietor um, having my own business i started looking at it and looking at the numbers and you know realized i would be spending so much time trying to build my
0: business i wouldn't be out there making money so today let's kind of dig in more into just kind of what the life is like you know what how it changed for you so how would you compare it donnie Versus you know what you were doing as an auto mechanic kind of in an eight hour day
1: versus how a home inspector right you know job flowed for you right the uh you know the jump from being a a mechanic with a construction background over to home inspector wasn't that wasn't that big of a leap for me because, you know, as, a, as an auto mechanic, I'd go get my job at the dispatch window, go out and get the car, bring it in, and I would go over it and diagnose it. I would inspect it and figure out what was wrong with it, which goes hand in hand with home inspection. You pretty much do the same thing, um, you know, just on a larger scale. You know, in my in being an auto mechanic, um, I have understanding of electrical systems, how electricity works. The flow of electricity through through the uh, conductors in the home or in a car, uh, same thing with the uh, air conditioning system. Air conditioning system. I don't care if it's on a car or it's a huge commercial air conditioning system. They all work on the same principle of operation. So uh, it wasn't a big leap for me. It was that's one of the reasons I was able to get to the school as quickly as I did was because I understood the language. Right. You know. So the technical side didn't scare you. Yeah, the technical side wasn't a problem at all. Um, I had been a sole proprietor before when I was uh, an auto mechanic for about 10 years. I worked for a company as an independent contractor named Hunter Engineering. And they make alignment machines, wheel balancers, brake lathes, tire changers, uh, PC-based alignment machines. And I did everything from replacing other boards to repair repair automotive lifts, install and train people how to use that equipment. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a big stretch for me to come over to home inspection business. I will say... I wish I'd found home inspection 20 years ago. So why? Just because the, uh, you know, the, the freedom that you get with your schedule, for one, so you get a better work-life balance. Um, when I was with, uh, with Hunter Engineering, I had, uh, you know, if somebody called me, mm-hmm. I had to be Johnny on the spot to get there. Real estate's a little more forgiving. Of course, it's been tight the last few years with tight option periods, but <clears throat> just the freedom that you get with it. And also, it's a fairly lucrative business. I mean, you know, you can make really good money. Mm-hmm. Um, and Are you had, making more now yeah. than you made before? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, as a home, ins- you know, an auto mechanic, a good auto mechanic out there, you know, he he can make you know sixty sixty five thousand a year. Uh, a good home inspector that's busy can make a hundred plus. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not just that; it's also just the uh, you know when you're working in an automotive shop, you're pinning over hood, and that's your company for the day. You know. Um, with the home inspection, you go through the house, you do your thing, then you get to meet new people. You know, And I love meeting people. Um, I love the part of being a home inspector where you, you tell them what's going on with the house and they lean one way or the other. They make a decision based on the information that I give them. And you either save them from buying, like Scott said a minute ago, a money pit, or you relieve their fears of buying this home. You know, So uh, I like the people aspect of it and helping people. I bet sounds, you know, I'm kind of trite, but that's I like to help people make a good decision.
0: Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I know in my in my background, yeah. my dad was a home builder, so I grew up helping with all those different trades, mm-hmm. and um, so it wasn't a big leap when I was retired from ministry to figure out what what I want to do. I started thinking about it. Uh, the, the, but the big difference for me was this: in ministry, nothing's ever complete right? People are always broken. There's always something else you're working on. There are certain milestones and celebrations that you have, but it's just like, it's never ending. Mm -hmm. And for me, getting into home inspection was being able to complete a project. In fact, two projects every day. So I was inspecting two homes a day. I could, you know, do my job, see the things, fill out the report and complete the report and send it. And so that kind of sense of completion, Mm-hmm. Uh, was really therapeutic for me right. uh, when I first got in the field. Home inspection allows you to kind of that, that mixture of being able to work on your own a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. walking around a house on mm-hmm. your own, but then also have an hour mm-hmm. where you're talking to somebody,
1: right? So it's not devoid mm-hmm. of one or the other. You know, the, most home inspectors are, you know, they're task-oriented. They like to, you know, be heads down. They don't like to be interrupted. They like to focus on what they're doing and complete those tasks in a sequential manner and there's nothing more suited for a person with that type of personality than home inspection, okay, because it's, it just fits you like a glove. Mm-hmm. If that's the type of personality you are where you want to focus, go through things in a sequential manner, and come up with a good product at the end of the day, it's perfect for you. Yeah. Yep. yep, and
2: I always joke with, with my clients and my family that I'm a highly functioning introvert. Right. <laughs> um, right. I have no problem interacting with people, um, but I don't get recharged by being around. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with, as a home inspector, I really got kind of the best of both worlds. I got my me time. I, I did my inspection on my own, but then I got a chance to meet someone new and talk to the clients, right? And the realtors. And, and so I got that people FaceTime, but I still had my me time
1: right right and you know what's great about the home inspecting part of it is when it comes to the people i don't care what the results of the house are at the end of the day if you did your job right and you and you delivered that information at the end of the day you're the hero yep you're the hero Absolutely. you know you get a five-star review raving about how great you were you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's also a good thing it's good for your uh it's good for your morale at the end of the day when you get those kudos right yeah and, when they
2: when they Thank you from the bottom right. of their heart. Because, you know, but buying yeah. a
1: home is, is super stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're trying to sell a home. You're trying to buy a home. You're trying to get all your documents together. You're trying to pack. You know, uh, mom's worried about the new school the kids are going to. And if we can take a little bit of that stress out of that equation, right. then it's, it's very much appreciated by the people. Right. This should with. be the fun part
2: right. of, of buying a house. Right. Like yeah. you said, there's so many other things that are happening that's
0: stressful. This should be the fun part. It mm-hmm. should not stressed, right? I mean, there really is a kind of a, a technical side to mm-hmm. it, you know. It's like you're saying, it's task oriented, like fixing the car or other thing, but it's also um, a service industry, right? Mm-hmm. You're still serving people, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, talk about how what it kind of did for spirit or whatever, mental well being, whatever, as far
2: as inspecting and spending time, my life um, in general, right? It was. Very lighthearted. My outlook was was much um, brighter. I felt like I had a lot more control
0: over my life and my time. Um, it's really valuable right? when you wake up in the morning and
1: feel excited about what you're getting ready to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, sure. And I was just thinking that in my head, you know, as being an auto mechanic for all those years, I mean, it was 25, 30 years I was an auto mechanic. I was so burned out on it. You know, as I got older... That work become more difficult physically, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a younger mechanic looking across the shop at the old guys. The old guys always ended up in the in the heavy line section replacing engines, something that they could take a time doing and not be in such a hurry. And I always told myself I'd get out of the business before I was one of those guys struggling, you know, working fifty hours a week to get paid for thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so here in in home inspection. Even working for a multi firm inspection company, you've got a little more control over your destiny than the guy. Than depending on the guy that's at the dispatch window, handing you the job that's going to make you money, or handing you the job that's not going to pay nothing. You know. Yeah,
2: and for me, you know, it was always on. Right, my Mm -hmm. team was a support team, so there was no downtime. There was no weekend. There was always something that had to happen. Um, Here, to Mm -hmm. your point, Jeff. I could go in and I could, I could tick it off. Right. At the end of the day, it's done. This is done. It's done well. It's done right. Um, it may be the same thing, but it's going to be something completely different, yeah. which is always exciting. Right. Yeah. So what, what am I going to get to see that's new, that's different? I'm running through a house that's got knob and tube wiring or, yeah. you know, and did they do
1: insulation on top yeah. of it? Right. Um, <laughs> and
2: you're just like, Oh, this, you know, I read about this and now here I am. I get to see it. I get to, right, you know, right. it's, it's that kind of intellectual stimulation, right? That, sure. That,
1: you know, well, yeah. You and, then, see, right? and that's what it was with me for the automotive industry it was just, I was so burned out on it. And then I come into the home inspection and after doing you know, 2,500 inspections, I still wake up in the morning, looking forward to going and doing what I'm going to go do, you exactly. know, instead of waking up and dreading, oh, it's going to be hot in the shop. I'm going to buzz my nut. you know? So it was, uh, Just mentally and emotionally, it was a a much better time in life to get out of that field.
0: So let's talk a little bit about what it's like, you know, living out a day as a home inspector.
1: Well, first thing I do, get up in the morning and check my schedule. You know, always got to check your schedule because it can change in the middle of the night. You know, if you're working for a multi-firm inspection company, Um, then... you know, lay out my drive time. I'd always pull up on the internet. What's the house mm-hmm. look like? Am mm-hmm. I going to be able to get on the roof? If not, do I need to stop by Home Depot and run a ladder, you know, a taller ladder or whatever? So you try to prepare yourself for your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, also you got to check traffic times and stuff like that. You, last thing you want to do is be late, you know. Mm-hmm. So getting up and being prepared for what you're fixing to do is, is extremely important. Uh, and then just getting to the house and, you know, you're, you're kind of, in the zone on the way out there kind of going through your routine. So you're getting, typically
0: you're getting there at what, nine o'clock? Yeah. Nine o'clock is maybe driving anywhere from eight to nine. Some portion of that hour. Yeah. Sometimes you're you're
1: lucky and you're 10 minutes down the road, but you know, for the most part, you're 30 minutes to an hour away from most of your inspection. And then, you know, you get there and, and it looks, you know, like uh, Scott was saying, you never can tell what you're going to run into. Sometimes the homeowner's still there. Sometimes they're gone, and they left the German Shepherd loose in the house. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you never know what's going to what you're going to run into. But then, for like three hour segment, yeah, three hour segments. Yeah, you're going, yeah, house, you're going through your that. processes and your procedures of testing each system. You know, mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. You know, we always try to go above and beyond, not just meeting the standards, but exceeding those standards. So, you know, we take a little bit longer to do an inspection on the house than some inspectors do. Some inspectors are in an hour, but we'll take our time. So we're nine to 12, Mm -hmm. client shows up at one, or nine to 11. Nine to 12, and then
0: they show up at 12. Yeah, nine to 12,
1: and then they show up at 12, and from 12 to one, I'm going over the report report verbally. And that's that's always different. You know, it depends on the client you're dealing with. Are they first time homeowners, uh, that are first time home buyers? And they've looked at twenty houses, and the deal keeps falling through because of the report. Well, now the realtor's really looking to you to save the day, you know, mm-hmm. or is it an investor? You know, is it, he he just wants the big stuff; he doesn't want the details. So, reading your clients very important. And then uh, once you go through all that verbal report, get in the truck. Stop and eat somewhere, head to the next inspection. And so, you go about an hour between one o'clock and typically the afternoon one starts around two o'clock. Is right. that what y'all are familiar with? Yeah, yeah. starts around yeah. two and do that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. you're finished yeah. by six and uh, you know generally home, depending on how far you are from the house, generally home by seven. So. So anything, and my routine's anything, very similar. You're right? similar? Any the, differences? The
2: only difference is, is in the morning, I tend to look at my, uh, the home that I'll be inspecting, grab that address. I'll go look at that on Zillow yeah. or something like that. Get a feel for okay, you know, what am I looking at? What sh- what what critical things do I see in the pictures that I know? Oh, I need to focus on that. I need mm-hmm. to look at this. Right. Is it is it gonna be a really tall roof that I'm gonna have some sort of uh exception or okay, how do I how do I deal with that? Right. 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 If I can't get up there, how do I inspect that? Right? Mm-hmm. My, that's where my brain begins to go. And then mm-hmm. I usually try to get there a little bit early. 15 minutes early, 10 minutes early, and I'll shoot the realtor and the client a text message letting them know, hey, do you have any specific concerns that you want me to address Mm -hmm. today, right? And then I can talk to them specifically about those components or those things during my
1: verbal. And and another good point about doing that that pre-inspection text message, you know, I'm here, I'm on location, I'm fixing to start and asking the client. You know, what, is there anything in particular? Well, he may be worried about something that's beyond the scope of the inspection. Maybe he, he saw the fence in the back and you're not even going to look that direction, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he saw a water stain on the closet in the master bedroom and the homeowners covered that up with some boxes before you get there, you know. So it's always a good idea to understand where your client is and what their specific concerns is. But a, another text message that we send is um, to, the, to the agent. We'll ask them specifically, do you have any concerns? And uh, what kind of client are we dealing with? That's where we learn, okay, this this is going to be a uh, first-time home buyer. They're going to be nervous as a cat. This is how I need to approach this, mm-hmm. you know. So the more information you get as a home inspector, because the, the verbal report is the most important thing an inspector does all day. You can inspect a house good, but if you deliver that information in a way that you're halfway through the report and the homeowner throws her hands up in the air and says, I am not buying this house, then you've done a poor job of presenting mm-hmm. the information. Mm-hmm. Our job is to get the get the client through the verbal report and give the realtor the opportunity to negotiate whatever problems came up. Because I don't care how bad the house is, things are negotiable. Things are repairable. We just mm-hmm. have to determine who's going to do exactly. it. So, exactly. So, so uh, it, it's very important for a home inspector to read his client when he sees that deer in the headlights look starting to come over his you know client's face to back up and. And reassure them, you know, hey, this house was built in the 80s. Every house in this neighborhood, this report could apply to all of them, you know, mm-hmm. and you'll see them kind of relax a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
2: it's setting those expectations, yeah, right? You yeah. know, um, with the client, yeah. the relative,
0: um, sometimes we can go in with a preconceived notion, and that's dangerous, yes. <laughs> yes. So, it's not always a bit of roses. There's a lot with any job, there's some tougher things you have to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Same with yeah. home inspection. Yeah. So, let's be honest with people, what are some of the Some of the tougher things you have to do.
1: Well, it's needs to be 105 degrees. What are you you doing on a day like that? Yeah, well, I hate spiders. So my (laughs) least favorite place in the world is a crawl space under a house. Yeah. Uh, But we do have to do those from time to time. And again, you know, the the client's counting on us uh, to know what's under there. They're never going to go under there, you Mm -hmm. know. So being thorough, that's probably the toughest thing for a home inspector is to do something that's unpleasant. But be thorough about it. Don't right. be in a hurry to get out of the crawl space just because it's, you know, it's wet and muddy and there's spiders and snakes. You need to go to those plumbing areas and, and mm-hmm. look at the the floor underneath. You don't want to be that home inspector that gets a call yeah. um, that somebody sat on the toilet and the Rotted floorboards fell through, and they ended up in the crawl space. That has happened. So, uh, so being proficient and being effective, in, even in the in light of the unpleasantness of what you're having to do in that moment, is very important. Same thing with you said the heat. So right. So yeah. crawl
0: spaces are one thing, right? I and mean, a lot of times they come in waves, right? It's sure. like you'll get oh, three or yeah. four in a week, and what the heck yeah. happening to me? And then. <laughs> But then it all you just have to have that attitude. It's going to all even out in the end, right? Sure. There'll be weeks where you take the good month where you don't do a cross race. Exactly. But But
2: to your point, Donnie, you know it's part of our job to go where people don't normally go. Mm -hmm. It's not fun going there, but I'll tell you, there's nothing more gratifying than finding something, and I found this. It may not always be a positive thing, but it's gratifying that hey. I did this job right. I did it well. I'll deal with the 105 degree heat, 150 degree attic, going down in a wet cross. I'll deal with that just knowing that I'm going and I'm, I'm doing something the right
1: way. Right. That- the owner of our company, Blake Williams, I'll give him a shout out there. He uh, he said something one time that really stuck with me. He said, as a home inspector, we should be curious. What's under that panel? What's behind that? You know." So. When you when you do something, if you see something on the ground, say there's a big green lid there, and you know it's a grinder pump, more than likely if it's by the drain cleanouts or something, you should be curious. And it, it may be beyond the scope, but let's take that lid off and see what's in there. You know, uh, let's take that panel cover off. Maybe there's maybe it's an old electrical box that's not in service anymore. But be curious and take that off. Mm-hmm. A, a lack of curiosity will get you in trouble. <laughs> so, some of the so going in crawl spaces, going up on roofs, we like to yeah. walk every roof,
0: right? So, sure. that, um, you know, we can see what's happening now. And that if they feel unsafe about something, mm-hmm. they don't have to, you know, they can find another way to. Sure. So if I feel like it's unsafe to go on this route because of the slope, maybe it's misting rain or something, I can inspect it from right. the edges with my ladder or so forth. Like whatever. Right. There's ways I can do it. But we like to crawl um, walk on them. Uh, and then there are times also where, uh, when our we get home, we still have reports to write, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. we've got to write extra new comments based on what we've seen, right. uh, and so sometimes on you know there can be days where you're up till ten, eleven at night mm-hmm. putting a report together, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's changed a
1: lot when we switched to the new software. So a lot
0: of new cloud-based
1: software. A lot of cloud-based based software. Is it software done
0: that we're out more there? on right. site? You know the
1: things. the old softwares that were out there, like Whisper and a couple of the others. That you know they they produce a PDF report at the end of the day. You know an inspector and in, and in our our firm used that for a long time. Our inspectors would inspect homes for eight ten hours, get home and and write reports to them one or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so cl- having a cloud paying a little bit extra money for a cloud-based software if you're an inspe- especially if you're an inspector out there on your own, you've got to make the decision. If, if, am I going to spend a little bit extra money and get a really good cloud-based software that I can go home and spend 15, 20 minutes reviewing and sending a report, or am I going to go home and spend three or four hours writing reports? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your time worth? When you do something like that, you free up time where you can work on your business instead of in your business, you know? Mm-hmm. So timing and, and saving time where you can producing a report, it's not just a, something you print out on a sheet of paper, but having an interactive report that you can give to people who have come to expect that, you know, right. an interactive type report. That's
0: that's a really good thing. So you mentioned something else right there, Donnie. You talked about a, it's a business. Yeah. and So being a home inspector is not just doing that solely, individually, it's also running a business. Whether right. you're one person or even have a buddy that's helping you, whatever. Yeah. What are some of the business
1: things that are involved in being a home inspector wow just everything I mean you've got you got a market you've got access to do you've got you know everything everything comes with own the business and you have to squeeze all that in after your eight or ten hours of inspecting homes or you have to block out time on your schedule and lose money to do that you know mm-hmm. uh, most people that, that you know if you're if you're coming into this as a as a sole proprietor and this is your first business, the first year is going to be heck it's going to be really tough on you because you don't know how to manage all these things you're going to be learning as you go you know Mm -hmm. so you're you're going to get home and and what i what happened to me my first year when i was out on my own before i joined the multi-inspection firm was i would spend a couple of days a week marketing i'd get some a couple of jobs and i'd go do those jobs and then i wouldn't have nothing to do the next day so i'm back out marketing um and that that's uh that can, you can get almost a sense of desperation there, you know, mm-hmm. because it, you got to get this business off the ground. So when you say marketing, what are you doing? That, you know, like meeting people. You know, going to going to realtors' offices, handing out business cards, sponsoring lunches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meet and greets. You know, asking just any way you can do anything you can think of that will get you in front of as many realtors as possible, and it gets costly. I mean, you've got to, uh, you know, when you buy lunch for 25 realtors and you go up to Fuzzy's and buy a bunch of tacos, you're going to spend two, three hundred bucks. Right. And if you get one inspection out of it, well, you've made your money back. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if you get two, you're ahead. You know, so so it is it is tough. You know, it it takes I I was out there for a year and uh, right towards the end of that year, I was starting to get some referral business. I was starting to see three or four realtors more frequently, you know, but it took a year. And uh, and I was, some weeks, I'd go two, three weeks without doing an inspection. You know, I'd do 10 or 12, you know, and work myself to death because I've got to get all of them, you know, I've got to make hay when it's ready to bail, right? So, the clients are, are not only home buyers,
0: but they're also the real estate agents, right? Yeah, so, yeah. we're... We're not, you know, a client might be a referral base where so we do a super job for them. We're trying to deliver a great service and they may refer to family or friends, but right. the agent is the one that's that's where you many times is, is right, is yeah. referring clients to us on a repeated basis. Right. Right? right. So there's building those
1: relationships. Yeah. And 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 the you know you developed a good relationship with a realtor when not only are they referring to you, but at some point they quit coming okay. to the inspection. Because they've they've grown to trust you, they'd rather be out showing a house than sitting there for an hour hearing the same verbal report that you give to every client. You know, it's it's cookie cutter it's verbal answer. report. But they get to the point where they know if something comes up, if the client asks this question, they've heard you enough that this is how you're going to respond, and they and they come to trust you and they quit showing up. When that happens, you got a realtor for life, as long as right. you take care of. It. So a lot of times it's you know we go
0: above and beyond for the client right. in the inspection. There's lots of ways to try and go above and beyond for the agent inspecting right. on the weekend because they need something quickly, or whatever it happens to be. So it's and that's where you've got to be within yourself. I think you know adept at managing your time, right? right. And you're just doing everything for everybody all the
1: time. You can burn yourself out, sure, right? And, so, it, happens, and it happens a lot. I mean, I, I can go on the TREK website and look at all the licenses of all the inspectors in the state of Texas, and there's a lot more inactive inspectors than there is active. So yeah. there's a lot of inspectors out there that did just that. They got burned out. They didn't know how to market. They didn't know how to run a business. So they got out of the business. And that was, but you know, that was a lot of those numbers you see were dated back before multi-inspection firms were even thought of, yeah. you know. Multi-inspection firms, you know, 10, 15 years new to the industry.
0: And that's what I love about what we try and do at Super Inspector Training Academy is, is walk alongside people and help them through that process, not just learning how to become a home inspector, but how you apply that and befriending you and walking along with you. And that's, a, that's another beautiful thing about sometimes working for a multi-inspector firm, Ken, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. it's having friends and camaraderie and helping well, each other the
1: ability out. to, you know, when you've got 20 home inspectors and, you know, they've been anywhere from one to five years you've got hundreds of years of experience Mm -hmm. where you can shoot out a text message to your buddies and say, Hey, anybody ever seen this? You're going to get an answer, you know? Um, so being out there on your own is, um, it has its rewards. I mean, it really does, but it's a lot harder road to get to those rewards. And, um, and I, I feel like you're more susceptible to market fluctuations, You know, Christmas or Thanksgiving hits and business typically drops off. If you're with a multi-inspection firm and they've got, you know, 5,000 realtors in the database, you're going to have work to do. Mm -hmm. Where if you're a one-off guy with 10 or 15 realtors that use you regularly, you may be sitting at home from Thanksgiving to Christmas with not much to do.
0: Now, that's yeah. another good aspect yeah. you just mentioned, the seasonality of the business for mm-hmm. the life of a home inspector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you've got to make hay when it's time, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're going to do more than just eight inspections in a week. You're going to do 10 or maybe 11 because right. that's you put some of that money away right. for later when it gets slow yeah. and you're only doing four to six inspections in right. a week. If you, right?
1: don't, if you don't do that, if you don't look ahead, it's it's kind it's of like, like that you. old story of the, the grasshopper and the ants. And the ants prepared for the winter and the grasshopper didn't, you know. Right. and and that's what you have to do you know you have to think like that and prepare yourself when you make you know when the when the business is there to do it you get out there and do it If you're working six days a week you're working six days a week because come november you're going to be working three days a week being prepared to do that being having the mental mindset that today isn't another day that i'm just got to run my tail off today is an opportunity to be prepared for when there is no business.
0: Yeah, Scott, yeah. I want
1: to ask Good you. Point. Talk. You had mentioned earlier about your son Jeffrey yeah. is a home
0: inspector. And what was just what's your observations of just watching him, you know, go through college and do whatever else he tried to do to becoming a home inspector? How did it affect his family life and his goals? And what did you see as a dad wow. watching that? Um,
2: he's very bright. Wanted to go become an engineer. Um, and realized sitting behind a desk was nice, right? So, okay, he decided, okay, I'll you know, go run some machinery because that's the other thing he liked to do, right? Hands on, he's doing, doing that work and being told, okay, you're going to make 10,000 of this widget. That wasn't his bag either, right? He's like, oh my gosh, this
1: is just pushing the green button. Pushed, <laughs> yep.
2: Uh, uh, yep. You know, and, and it, it, was, it was a struggle to watch him try to
1: figure out what was going on. And it was Donnie, it was you,
2: I believe. It was a conversation with
1: you. It was It was the most just, bizarre thing.
2: Yeah. And it, it was just kind of an off chance. And he he came to me and he said, hey, Dad, what, about, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, that is you. That is right. you to
1: a T. That right is right. you. Um, jumped in both feet. Hmm. Um, Jeffrey came to my house with my son-in-law. Him and Lucas are friends. Okay. And uh, I just got to talking to him about home inspection. And uh, you know, told him how to go. You know, go here for your classes and do this, do that, do the other thing. And I think it was like six months later, maybe six months. Mm-hmm. And he calls me, and says, "Okay, I got my license. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go." So I, I was really surprised and, and pleasantly surprised that you know he asked me the question. I didn't hear from him, and then six months later, he's got his license.
0: What do you What do you think it afforded his family?
1: Oh wow. Oh man.
2: I, I mean. It, it has given him so much um, not just to his family but i see the sense of accomplishment that he has right just mm-hmm. pride in himself being able to take care of his family knowing he's got a career that he yeah. loves forever and forever, forever 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 yeah um you know yes it's seasonal right mm-hmm. and and he does plan for that not well i would like him do, but <laughs> you know yeah that's,
0: you know, me looking back at my life. <laughs> so Scott kind of watched it, observed his son. and And right. thought, this is a life that might be attractive to me. I'm going to do this. Exactly. Right. You, yeah, you found you... home inspection and now half your family's home. Inspection. Right. So
1: explain how that worked <laughs> in your family. Well, just, uh, you know, here's the, here's the great thing about home inspections for people our age with kids that are in their 30s. Okay. I got into the business. And then when I came to work for Super Inspector, I just realized, man, this is really a lucrative, rewarding business. It's not its, it's not all about the money. It's about do you enjoy your life now, you know? And I enjoyed it so much that uh, you know I had a son-in-law, Matt, that he was a school teacher, and he needed something to fill that time and holidays and vacations on week- or uh, holidays and on, on uh, weekends and all through the summer while he was off. Right. So he went and got his license, and he he uh, it greatly added to their financial well-being. You know, to be able to fill that empty time with something that actually make money. But the thing, the thing that amazes me about home inspection is, you can take somebody that's 25, 26 years old, and for twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars, they can go through school, get a license to do something. Mm-hmm. Tell me how many job opportunities there are out there for twenty somethings to go make eighty thousand dollars a year? It doesn't exist. Right. It's it, a best
0: kept secret. It, it, is. Really, it really is best mm-hmm. kept because
1: because we've got a bunch of thirty somethings working for our company that are making eighty to $100,000, 120000 dollars a year. And I mean, if I'd have known what these kids know when I was their age, I'd be retired retired twenty mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um it's it's just that good of a business to be in. And if you can get into it young and do it the right way and get the proper training and everything, you're set. I mean, you're set for life.
0: Yeah. You
1: really yeah. are. That's neat. So, like I said, in a couple
0: of weeks we're going to talk more. Well, next week we'll talk about the required education for becoming a home inspector, both here in Texas and nationally. Uh, and the week after that, we'll talk more about whether to be a sole proprietor or multi-inspector, the benefits of both. Mm-hmm. But just to wrap it up here, I mean, tell us, you know, Donnie, what's I know it's achieved help you achieve personal goals in your mm-hmm. family. What are a couple of things you've been able to do once you became a home inspector that you've done?
1: You know it. So there, there's a difference between a job and a career. Okay. A job is going to, I did a job for 30 years. I raised my kids as an auto mechanic, owned some homes, but I still live paycheck to paycheck, you know, um, home inspection. I was in my forties when I, when I got into this late forties, when I got into this and for the first time in my life, I quit living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, being in this job, I was able to, uh, you know, I was able to put some money back and, and, you know, another thing that Blake clued me in on is if you don't write it on paper, it's just a it's just a dream. It's a conversation. So me and my wife put it on paper that we wanted to buy our first rent house. Uh, we put down those steps that we need to go through to get there. Uh, and it, it really is just like doing a home inspection. You know, you have your process that you go through to achieve a goal. So within six months, we bought our first rent house. And currently I'm building another rent house on the same lot. And I'm and. I make enough that I can do it just cash out of pocket, a little bit here, a little bit there. And when I'm done with it, it'll be bought and paid for, you know. Um, so that that's something that I could have never achieved in any other job that I've had in my past life.
2: For me, I've got that balance. I've got the opportunity to spend time with my kids. I have time to enjoy my, my life. It really has brought a lot of things together for me. There mm-hmm. is that balance, right. and I can control that balance, right? Sure. If I decide, okay, hey, I'm feeling a little worn out. I need to just take an afternoon or a day to just to recuperate, mm-hmm. and just let them know, hey, I'm going to be off that day, right. and and I've got that flexibility. I couldn't do that any or, at any other point in time.
1: On the other end of that, if if uh, man, we got Christmas coming up. I really I need some extra money. Day. Exactly. Work a couple of weekends I've in a row I I mean, you could you can work one day. A month extra instead of just working five, work six days. And right. you can make an extra two thousand yeah. dollars in that Pick month up and Saturday you have a nice
0: Christmas. Over the course of the
2: summer and right. man, you've got yourself a your vacation fund, right. you've got yourself a yeah. your Christmas fund. Yeah. And, and, and oh, that's really well, I think
1: what right. it is is it boils down to the flexibility of, of, of everything.
2: When you hate a Friday because you know the weekend is coming and then come Monday mm-hmm. comes right when you're hating the next week, four days ahead, right? <laughs> right. You have to change. have to make a change. Make a change,
1: change. Yeah. And well, and, and and another thing to uh, consider is the opportunities. That, you know, you can go from being an inspector to leading a team, to like Robert being the Texas manager, mm-hmm. or myself into the director of field services. I went from from being a, a brand new home inspector to now being the director of field services, and we've got branches in other states. That's a that's a lot different picture than. You know, I worked for James Woods here in Denton for uh, lots of years, and I worked in the same stall, mm-hmm. at the same lift, with the same toolbox every day for 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You have, you're, you're never going to see that opportunity for growth.
1: Right. You know, Personal growth, you,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. You and that's what, that's what I experienced. I mean, just being a home inspector afforded me kind of a uh, uh, healthier balance in my life, more better boundaries. Right. and I had time again in the evenings for my family, Got to go to church again together, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, on Sundays. Uh, we could plan for vacations and, and, yeah, and schedule them. that time and afford them to <laughs> go. Yeah. Uh, but then it kind of opened up a whole gateway, if, you know, especially because there's not just the sole proprietor. There are multi-inspector firms that have many different types of jobs, mm-hmm. right? And you find your way into all different kinds of opportunities right. where you're still serving people and helping people in the industry. So uh, it, that's what's been a, a blessing to me as well. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you guys being here today um, yeah. and sharing a little bit about it. And uh, if you want to learn more, you can look us up at superinspectortrainingacademy.com. And also, you can go to yoursuperinspector.com and see more directly about the life of a home inspector and so forth. There's a career page there if you're interested. Uh, hit us up and we'll help you start a life of Nice